What is going on, Andrew Street? Uh, not much. What's your favorite holiday? My favorite holiday? It's probably Halloween or Christmas. Those are the two best. Either either spooky or wholesome. You mm-hmm. just you're a man of extremes. You know, extreme I, emotions. I think if there's one thing, if people have ever listened to more than three episodes of this show, they would know that I'm hashtag keep Christ in Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, hashtag keep Christ in Halloween. Mm. Uh, no, no, no. Your whole thing is bring Christ into Halloween. Bring, yeah. I want to introduce Christ. You want to soften up Halloween. Yeah, man. Uh, November 1st, All Saints Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's spookier than a guy who is just like, hey, you're pregnant now? I have no answers for you. You're just pregnant now. Yeah. You know? I mean, he was born like in the that. Middle East, somehow is white. Like, that's some spooky shit. How did that happen? <laughs> that is some spooky <laughs> shit. Like, you know. Uh, the thing no one talks about when they talk about the story of Christ, Andrew, mm-hmm. is that Joseph, I believe his name was, mm-hmm. was just like, so you're pregnant? Big time cuck energy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no no follow-up questions, no doubt. Mm-hmm. And then and then the baby comes out and it's a different fucking skin color than you. And you still no questions? You're still like, yeah, I guess fucking God. This yeah. is awkward pause. My name is Elmer. Uh this is a this is a podcast. It's not really much of an intro. Sometimes I feel like I, you know, you, you there needs to be context, but I don't know what that context would do. There's nothing that would make any of this any better or easier on the ears. But joining me here today is Andrew Street. Uh, hashtag free Britney. And also here with us, hashtag free Sam Atherton. Uh, hello, please free me. Call 912. See what happens. Do you know what happens? No. Me either. How you doing, Sam? Uh, I'm pretty good. Um, to provide context for the Halloween Christmas thing, uh, white people assume that Jesus is white when really he was not. Well, there's just no way. Right. Yeah, it's impossible that he would be white. It's like, if, if we're, you know, religion aside, Jesus was a man. He was not a white man. Yeah. That is just how, you know, the sun and human bodies worked. Can we can we do a a medium turn here? A medium turn? All right. So I don't I don't get when people are like Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Like it. The only thing it's like you get food and then some people watch football and like I get that the food is good and like the family is good and all that. But like the concept of Thanksgiving, I don't know. I, I, well, the concept is is a joke, and I don't think that's what anyone is talking about. I wonder. It's be it's it is funny that it is it does have such a, a disgusting origin, and it's just like such a it's it's hardcore branding. Maybe some of the greatest branding in <laughs> human history. Maybe number two to the Troubles, which I still think great branding. Horrible event, just call it the Troubles. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, the Pilgrims had great brand managers. Yeah, the pilgrims were like definitely just like, hey, we brought tables, just come sit with us and eat this food. Mm-hmm. You know, they was it was totally chill. They were just like, let's be friends. Um, but I think it, it, with that in mind, though, it is funny that I think today, like that holiday, I think the reason people like it is because unlike Halloween, unlike Christmas, unlike New Year's, 
there is no pomp. And, there's not. There's only so much pomp and circumstance. It truly is mm-hmm. just like people in, in in eating. You know, whereas with Christmas, you know, you got the gifts. With New Year's, you have like the existential crisis of time moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, Halloween, it's just like oh, like going to Halloween parties. Like, do I, what, what level of costume kind of party is this? What do I do? So I do think that's why Thanksgiving, because it's a it's it's a cash holiday. Mm. I mean, it's a it's, it's a fun like you get the day off. You sometimes get the the day after off. You you just hang out, you eat. It's kind of like a relaxing holiday. I feel like Christmas is stressful. Like I love Christmas. Mm-hmm. You gotta get gifts for everyone. You gotta like, you know, how just making sure you got everything for everyone. Uh, Thanksgiving, you just show up. You just cook. Like, I you mean, bring th- those yams. You bring the cranberry sauce. No, mm-hmm. dude. Keep cranberry sauce out of crisp, out of everything. I fuck yeah, with a cranberry I like cran- sauce. I don't yeah, like cranberry just sauce. like a fucking just jello tube. I've never had like I don't think I've ever had actual real cranberry sauce. I've only had the fucking gross can shaped thing. <laughs> uh, so gross, dude. I just know. The can- you see the ridges from I the know. can on the thing. Uh, when I go, I want them to put me in that. Like put me in the ridges. Uh, like put- I just want a stack of me coming out ridges and all. <laughs> now I, it, I did it's, make it's so gross for our foreign listeners by the way look it up thanksgiving american cranberry sauce it's disgusting mm-hmm. uh thanksgiving is a joke but i'm sure you have stupid holidays too you know every country is founded on horrible stuff it's true i mean turkey's fine like i'll fuck with that mashed potatoes i like those it is like weird not chicken you know like it's mm-hmm. like i enjoy turkey but it's it's there's a reason we only eat it once a year. I, I mean, well, you know, turkey sandwich, that kind of turkey's different, but I digress. You know, a quick peel behind the curtain here. Uh, you know, my significant other friend of the show uh, works in healthcare, and instead of, as a thank you for dealing with all of the craziness this year, uh, instead of anything of value or meaning, they provided her with a free turkey on Thanksgiving. Uh, we had... You know, my we my parents had cooked uh, their own turkey, so we have this turkey just sitting in the freezer. That like on a mo- from a moral standpoint, we can't get rid of, uh, but we want to because take it, literally we can't put anything in the freezer. It's the whole get, freezer. The get whole rid of freezer. the turkey, dude. The, the freezer it. is just turkey storage. Every once in a while, it's like maybe we'll just do that turkey today, and then I'll stay save everything to make stock. It's like, you got to take that turkey. You know how it's going to take two weeks to defrost. <laughs> to fucking take yeah. it out a month in advance. Oh, man. Yeah, it's just so much. It's so much work. Yeah. You know, and what you're, you know, you'd have a lot of leftovers. But at some point also with just two of you, a whole turkey mm-hmm. was worth of leftovers is is a burden as well at a certain point. Yeah, it'll go bad way before you what eat if, all of it. What if you can, can you keep it frozen until next Thanksgiving? Is that what's the what's the shelf life on turkeys? I think or the meat, freezer life. Theoretically, I think like meat stays good six to nine months in the freezer, but like I'm weird with that kind of stuff. I you know mm-hmm. anything's in the fridge or freezer too long, I can't fuck with it. Oh, I'll I'll throw shit away mm-hmm. if I have a because once the doubt creeps in, it's it it might as well be fucking plague ridden. Yep. Right. And and yeah. my thing too is like. I feel like so much of, oh, is this meat bad? Is, is it, does it smell bad? But I feel like raw meat always smells bad. 
Yeah, it's there is a specific bad though that you know. Yeah, like kind of like a, a soury. Yeah. Any if anything yeah. smells sweet too, I'm I'm fucking out. I can't. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't fuck with any of that. Well, while we're on this topic of uh, things you put in your body, let's talk about the season two world premiere of Nuts About Beans. Not 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 Nuts About Beans season two. I fucked it. I fucked up the the. Yeah, you didn't have to put season two. They don't put season two in the theme song of you know The Office. In anime, they just changed the they changed the song. Mm-hmm. It's just a different song. Yeah, you actually yeah. fucked up. You should have just brought in a different song. Yeah. Well, guitar solos. We know all the goods. If you if you can if you want to make a song for Nuts About Beans season two, send it to what email? Uh, awkwardpausepod at gmail dot com. I think. Sure. Sure. Well, Sam, what are we drinking today? So today we have uh, a fine brew by uh, Madcap Coffee, and this is the is it the Ejo Hiza? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, which means I think like good morning in Rwandan. And uh, so let's we got to talk about the company. This is Madcap Coffee, uh, and this is. Mad Madcap Coffee is a Michigan institution, uh, I believe, formed in Grand Rapids, but perhaps in Detroit. Um. So they have, they, I'm, I'm looking it up here. They have like a cafe in. So the the roasting is done in Grand Rapids. This is a Grand Rapids company. Um. Now, more importantly, to the background of Madcap Coffee. Elmer, are you familiar with one rapper, 50 Cent? Very familiar. Blood are diamonds you, and all. Are you more familiar with filmmaker extraordinaire, 50 Cent? Yes. So 50 Cent had a movie called The Setup or Setup. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, the movie takes place in Detroit, but it's filmed in Grand Rapids. Cheaper you think or what? What was the situation there? So 50 Cent loves Grand Rapids. He has a house in Grand Rapids or did at one point. Oh, is that why you bought a house in Grand Rapids? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, I want to be close. I want to be close. I want to feel the culture. Yeah. 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 Blood in the sand. Um, And so in this movie set up with Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis in this movie, mm-hmm. there is a, I think the seminal scene is a building explodes. This building is Madcap Coffee. Uh, their original location just you know i don't know does the run out explosion you know all the all the action movie tropes so anyways that's madcap um i'm gonna pull up the uh the tasting notes here uh because it's very different i feel like from other coffees that i at least i've had uh so the the tasting notes here on the listed on the website caramel peach Citrus peel. Clean. Uh, those are the tasting notes. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm curious because I, I hadn't tried this when I bought it. I tried another one and I was like, nah, give me the other one. So I'm curious to see what you guys sort of sort of think here. You know, one of the words that sticks out to me the most from that description you just read was clean. Um, because I don't think this tastes clean at all. 
This mm. to me, uh, I feel like Rwandan beans and Ethiopian beans have like what I describe as like a muddy consistency. Does that make sense? Like I feel like there's some thickness to it or, or thickness to the taste. I don't know. It, it's just it fits into this weird pocket of of coffee in my head that um is it, so specific. Is that is that is that not landing at all? Uh, I mean, that's not what, that's not what I kind of got from it, but. It was like a thick brew. Really? Mm-hmm. So I think for, for me, it was like, it was very, it was very crisp. I don't know if, if taste, it didn't taste like any of the other coffees that I've had before. It was like a very like different sort of like, I don't know, different flavor. I didn't get any of the like earthy notes or like chocolatey notes or whatever i got something definitely like, none of that for sure i thought it it was uh like i was into it i think it had like a little bit of a complex thing going on i definitely get like the caramel citrusy type of vibe uh especially like kind of when smelling it uh or right after i grinded it um yeah i was into it i kind of agree with clean i think it's a clean cup of coffee uh yeah, I was into it. I, I want to say, too, I was looking, I was doing research into this. I like when you guys send coffees, I like to go on their website just to see if they have a recommendation on like uh, brew method. Like some places are like, yeah, I, we recommend you, you you use a Chemex or a V60 or a French press, whatever. Um, this, uh, I don't know if they're still doing it, but it said that these beans harvested by an all female co-op. Mm-hmm. Pretty interesting. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was really great. I brewed it in, in the V60. I'm going to give it a shot in the Chemex too, just to see, uh, you know, any different, I mean, you know, any different taste there, but I thought it was great. I like it to clarify, by the way, Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe muddy, muddy sounds like a negative word, but it just feels like, I don't know. It feels like a heavy, thick, it's got a heavy, thick taste is, is the only way I know how to put it. And it, it, Caramel hits right, and you said peach, but then you said like peel, yes, and it does have like a like a citrusy kind of um, rindy. Yeah, yeah, like it, it reminds me of like the you know the old fashioned kind of fucking peel scent. Mm. And uh, so the the funny thing is, I went to this like you know I went to the their location, uh, and I told the guy, you know, I gave the guy like a little bit of the background about what we do. And he's like, oh, wow, that's cool. And uh, and I like asked him, there's like another one called like Lake Effect. Uh, and I tried that one. It felt very like just like a regular coffee, nothing special. And I was like, what about this one? He's like, yeah, it's very it has a very complex flavor. And I was like, yeah, we're serious coffee drinkers. Give me that one. <laughs> uh, and he laughed and then gave me three of them. So, yeah, yeah, I, love, yeah, I do love the smell. Yeah, I, especially the smell like the cup smells good, but the bag. I put all my bags in little jars, so those jars, once you open them up, they just like fucking blast your face. And uh, this was a problem with the, with the Mackinac cherry mm. coffee. Well, I would pass out every time I open that jar. <laughs> but on this this one, oh, it just smells so good. Yeah, and I I, I have to give it to to Madcap. There, I feel like their branding and their packaging is really on point. They have these like mm-hmm. matte black bags with a yep. cloth. Sort the of cloth patch. tag or label is hot. Yeah, yeah. I was big into hot. the the bag design here. 
they're aesthetic, like across everything. Like I said on their website and everything, big into it. Yeah, I'm I'm very uh very happy with this, Sam, and very very uh shocked that this was the one that came from you. You know, mm-hmm. if I did a blind bag or something, I would be like, oh, this is this is definitely some shit Andy sent over. I see. Here's here's the thing. I f- I fucked Andy last last season one. <laughs> I went with what I liked and not with what he liked. Um, I mean, but that's I, what I know. I, that's what we want, right? We want. I want to see what you like. Yeah, yeah. But I, point, I wanted to try something nice. Something we, we, we've we mixed it up though. I mm-hmm. like that. We, we the spectrum is uh, <laughs> as long. As, maybe we should put these on a scale or something, just to have a visual, or just on a on a on a list, um, just to kind of have a record of this before it becomes you know too hard to go back and remember what they were. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a big fan. Um, Andy sent some coffee last week. I sent some coffee last week that should be arriving in the next couple days. So we got we got season two ready to go. Now, can I can I rec- can I can we do something on the fly here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Andy and Elmer, you guys both got a little a little surprise mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in in your box. Um, I made a little, I made a little hand, a handmade coffee scoop for, for both of you. And this, I, I, you know, I kind of want to get your, your feedback and your, your thoughts because my, my intent here is to start a new line of handmade kitchenware goods for Samu Wood Goods. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so yeah, you know, I'm just like, this is like my new thing. I got a bunch of like new chisels. And that I'm that I can like carve with, and uh, yeah. So, um, so what I'm thinking is at the end of season two, we give away uh, a scoop and a bag of the coffee that we determine is the best to a listener. How do they? How do they win this? I don't know. Okay. TBD. Let's let's sit on this. But if if your ears. It, uh, pricked, pier- what's the expression? Pricked. Perked up. Perked if up. If the, the, the hairs up. on the back of your pricked neck, up. you know, got little boners uh, when you heard that, um, keep listening. We'll, 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 we'll come up with a challenge. Yep. But, challenge sounds good. And, and trust me, you want this shit because let's talk about this scooper, Sam. Uh, this scooper. So I, I had this situation where. My scooper was a measuring spoon, you know, like, you know, you, you get like a little, a little group of them and a little keychain kind of thing you've got in your thing. My mm-hmm. scooper was one of those because it fit perfectly in my jar. So I could just always keep it in my jar that I put because basically when I grind beans, I, I usually grind beans the day before. So I don't have to wake up proper in the morning and I keep those in the little tray that my coffee grinder has, but because it's happened too many times where I've forgotten. I always have like my B tier beans. I have like some pre-ground up in a jar ready to go just in case I didn't prepare. And the scooper fit perfectly in there. Um, and that was just permanently in there. You sent a scooper that is the exact same dimension, Sam, as if you knew. <laughs> and it fits so perfectly in my, in my jar. Did not have to make any adjustments, which was amazing. And it is just so cool. It's like a little fucking... It's a, it's a whole ass spoon. Uh, how how long does it take you? How how hard is this process? How did we get here? 
Uh, Tell me the so, story. So it took me it took me a couple hours to make both of them. Wow. Now, to be fair, so the wood is Osage orange. And uh, if you ever seen those like they're like those big green fruit with like a bunch of like the little like dots all over them. I don't think so. Uh, I mean, I don't think they're edible, but we've used them. I think they're like good for like humidity control or like bug repellents or something. I don't know. But the so the, the tree is that. And what I learned is they are really, really dense and hard to cut and it fucks up your tools. So I was like cutting these and I have a a bandsaw and how a bandsaw works. It's like one like big, long metal like saw blade and it like rotates on these two wheels the i was cutting it and the band the the blade snapped in half uh while i was cutting these because the wood has a bunch of sand in it and it like really like dulls your blade um so that's the the history of osage orange there um uh so i'm gonna try i'm experimenting with different types of wood and different sorts of things so uh, and now i have the tools that are better suited for it um, so I how feel like yours, you, how do you get it so smooth? Uh, I had a lot, did a lot of sanding. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought a, I bought a rasp, uh, which is like this little thing that you grab and like, it's like got these little like saw blade tooth things on it that like sand it down. I'm going to try that today slash this weekend. So do you have a tool that is the shape of the size of the scoop that is like drilling that hole in or how does that work? Yeah, so basically how it works is like a it's a drill bit um with like a thick head and then on the the sides like the collar of the drill bit is like teeth and then there's like a sharp blade on the inside so as it spins it's like shaving out the the hole and makes it a, a cleaner a cleaner hole. Um Yeah. This is yeah. so cool, Sam. But yeah. It is rad. And I got to be honest, I like the uh the mo- making my coffee in the morning a ritual right large part of it uh so i like having little th- bits of it that have a story right like a little scooper from you uh, i like to have you know like a i want to get a special mixing spoon um <laughs> you know it just improves the experience here mm-hmm. i also Andrew, I bu- yeah I, this weekend not this weekend yesterday i bought a little Fuck, I'll send you. I'll send it to you after, but just just to tell you, I'm on the same fucking length as you. I bought a fucking little holder for my Chemex filters. Mm. It's like wooden, and it's specifically for the Chemex filters. And it has like a little pad on the side, so you can put the Chemex on it. But it's like a little cushion, so you can put it upside down and I've let seen it drain. This. Yep. You know, it's yep. funny because I was literally two days ago. I was looking at filter holders. Uh, from Damn, my cabinet dude, broken <laughs> yeah we're so broken it's like i was so excited about it oh man um while we're on the topic of coffee too i want to recommend if anyone's interested i'm reading the world atlas of coffee right now a james hoffman book really great goes into like uh just the background on like origins of these coffees uh you know brewing methods how they came about how it's cultivated. It's like really interesting to learn more about, uh, you know, the stuff that goes on even before the harvesting process uh, and then kind of learning end to end. Uh, it's, it's really cheap on Kindle too. 
and definitely worth the read. And the the same thing I wanted to recommend, uh, James Hoffman recently uh, partnered with uh, Aramse Coffee, which is like a kind of content producing, uh, you know, Instagram account. And they, you know, they do some outreach programs and like kind of charitable work, it seems. But on James Hoffman's channel, you can watch uh, Decolonizing Coffee Through Flavor. Uh, really interesting read. They kind of just go through how uh, coffee is like kind of culturally appropriated to the point that it's like we we even the way we describe things uh, is so far removed from like the origin of that coffee. Um, so he kind of breaks it down. Uh, so definitely worth a worth a watch if you're interested in like tasting notes, learning more about you know, when you go to the the store and, and offer like a turmeric uh, latte, it's like, oh, that's, you know, why isn't that actually called what it's supposed to be? Interesting watch. Love it. Yeah, super interested to check out that video that you you sent us, you just talked about. Yeah, it's a it's definitely rad. I've been a uh, huge coffee rabbit hole recently. New, I got a new grinder, just been going all in. When we uh, get to my my coffee, I'll I'll tell a couple stories about the the new roastery. But mm, hell yeah, stay tuned. Well, that was uh, nuts about beans. Thanks for getting nuts with us. Yeah, I want to hear from. Uh, I think Chris from Dusseldorf. He I always see him pulling espresso shots. So, mm. ooh, yeah. <laughs> Talk about what the, Chris. What what's your uh... You know, do you notice any, 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 I feel like Americans have a specific relationship with coffee that is not on par with how most of the world treats coffee. Is that made up? Does that register with you, Chris? Let me know. Well, America runs on Dunkin', so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you had Dunkin's? Well, it's just, I just feel like the, you know, and it's, it's clearly just Starbucks, you know, and, and I guess Dunkin' and everyone else, but, uh, you know, I don't think the Tentra fucking sugar bomb frappuccino latte bullshit. And I sound like a boomer fucking comedian from the 90s. But what I'm trying to say is, like, I don't think the super sugar shit uh, in American sizes is going to be a thing in every other country in this world. I feel like that's an exclusive American thing that's probably seeped over, you know, but it's our fault. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, other- like why do they call it a venti and not a large, you know? Mm hmm. Like, you know, other places have like their sugary drinks and uh, cappuccinos and all that stuff. But I do feel like it is it, it feels intrinsic to American culture that coffee is just a vessel for sugar. Uh, <laughs> you know, when you go in, it's just like so much. Uh, give me d- double pumps of caramel. And because <laughs> yeah. I, I think there's a- it's just or even just like it's funny that whipped cream is just a default fucking topping. Yeah. Like you have to say no whipped cream to not have whipped cream on shit. It's uh, it's weird. But I think there's like people assume that coffee is unhealthy. Uh, and, you know, there's there's pros and cons to caffeine overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think people associate coffee with, you know, lack of health because typically people are loading down their coffee with creamer, uh, tons of sugar or, or even sweeteners. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you so you guys both do. You guys both do black coffee. I know Andy, you do. Mm-hmm. Elmer, 
I'm pretty 50-50. Like most like it just depends like what what I want what I want. Um I I always have almond milk or like oat milk in the house, so that'll be mm-hmm. like if I just don't feel like going full coffee, I'll do that. Um Yeah. But for the most part, like I'm always doing like black, especially when I get new beans and I get excited, I'll do that, but there are some mornings where I feel like give me a little milk, a little milk, milk. Yeah, cuz I mean, I typically do, you know, I do Mostly coffee and then a little bit of almond milk just for, you know, a little bit of smoothness. But the other the other day I was out of I was out of almond milk and I I had like whole milk in my fridge just like because I was like making uh, something that needed whole milk. And I like put it I put a little bit in. I looked at the fucking calorie count. and It's like, holy shit. You know, you know, you know, people put like the creamer and like the like half and half. And like, yeah, that's how they it fucks you like that. But. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, like when you realize too that it's like, it's unsustainable because it's an everyday item. You know, it's like coffee is an everyday thing for so many people that if mm-hmm. you are into the habit of getting it like super sweet, it's just like if you remove that, you've been doing that shit every day. It makes such a big difference in your life. Like, I don't know. I feel like when I started take like after when Andrew helped me upgrade from the Keurig because when you I don't know when I had K cups. And coffee tasted like garbage all the time. I was less precious about trying to taste it, you know? Um, So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think we've evolved. We have evolved. Well, Andy hasn't evolved. Andy stayed top tier. But, Elmer, we have evolved from these, like, plebs uh, who now are able to talk about, oh, no, this is a very muddy, a lot of these very muddy flavors, very clean and... He's just so smart. He's no, so, yeah, so not, smart and not, tall. I've read books about coffee. Because uh, I, I don't think I. I no, he's he's never going to tell us about books again. I know. Oh. <laughs> the uh, I don't think that it. You know, there's anything wrong. Like I, I feel like I wish I enjoyed, you know, adding milk uh, to coffee sometimes because right cappuccinos and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's just a different thing. It's just not my thing. It's not cool. It's not edgy. I can't say I'm better than you because, you know, I put milk in my coffee. But I can say I I drink my coffee black. Everyone instantly knows. Right. How do you feel about Americanos? I like an Americano. Dude, Americano is one of the most functional things, too, which I love. You know, you get like a small Americano and you're going to feel that bitch like immediately. And in college, especially Americanos were or life dude i would go to starbucks and get like a venti americano with like extra shots and no sweetener at all and it's basically just fucking espresso and water yeah mm-hmm. and I, I would just drink one of those at like 9 p.m and like try and stay through the night to like study or some shit oh man i got the shakes when you said americano dude <laughs> uh yeah i mean I've, I've tried it like once and that's just that shit not for me I don't think espresso is for me per se. Espresso. I need to figure out a good espresso at home solution. They're so expensive. So this is the thing yeah. is that like espresso is so, I feel like so much tweaking involved to get it right. That's why I feel like you, most people are like, oh, this espresso tastes bad. It's because most places are trying to pull shots incredibly fast and like get them out the door. It's like, you're never really at, like if you go to probably a nice, like, Nice Italian joint or something like a place really pulling a nice espresso. <laughs> Maybe, but these yeah. colors don't bleed. No, Italian well, pride. 
red, white, <laughs> green baby. <laughs> and and that's the thing. To make it in a reasonable time, you need this like the a machine that's the price of a car. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's this big ass thing. So I don't know the I don't know how you can you do it at home. Like, is there any solution to do it and it not being awful or extremely pricey? I don't know. I like I haven't done much research into it, but like I know you have to spend a lot to get a good machine. I know a lot of people like like the DeLonghi, I think it is, uh machines. I I really don't know how they are. I just know that like to make an espresso you need such a consistent temperature and pressure that it's like the machine costs a lot and like the cheap machines just make garbage. And Nespresso is like it's not the same. I love watching those videos on YouTube where it's like it's like that, that that guy James or someone else on that level trying like a twenty dollar espresso machine coffee. Yep. <laughs> it's 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 awesome. Love it. Well, that's coffee. Let's get down to brass tacks. Let's get down to business. Mm. How you doing, Andy? Oh, I'm doing good. Hanging in there. Yeah. Uh Hanging in there. We don't have to talk about this because I, I we want to talk about something else. A little sneak behind the curtain again here. I've been collecting Pokemon cards again. Oh, uh-oh. Uh, Bro, this is oh, like goes to McDonald's one time. <laughs> yeah, my friend, my friend relapsed again. You have to think about how how this affects the people around you, Andy. No, this is something like your problem hurts other people. No, this is something I can keep. You know, it doesn't take up space. Plus, I've been offloading a lot of stuff. I've been selling my duplicate amiibos. Uh, you know, just clearing out space, emptying, you know, the, the excess baggage from my life. Playing the market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm invested. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm all right. I, tell us about these fucking Pokemon cards. No, that, yeah, that's all I want to say. I don't want to talk no, about it. Right tell me why, you know, just to fill the void, to feel something. Right. Okay. As long as you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. as long are as you, you getting, know, that's what they're for. Andy, are you getting these, these McDonald's cards? I've got some McDonald's cards. I've got the support network out there putting feelers, trying to get me some of these cards too. Wait, does, is McDonald's giving them out as like toys right now or something? Yeah, they're in Happy Meals, and and here's the thing that uh, I just want to collect. I'm not going crazy here. There's some cards I want to collect. Buying a couple, uh, you know, trainer boxes. Just trying to do the the thing out here. Pokemon in general. Original Gen. No, no. Or just new stuff. New stuff. Uh, the thing right now is the market is crazy. Everybody wanted to get back into Pokemon cards because of the quarantine. Then you know, COVID supply issues, then Logan Paul or Jake Paul is opening packs on, on online. So the market's all fucked up. You can't get Pokemon cards anywhere. Like the store shelves are empty. Then McDonald's 25th anniversary, they're doing cards and the happy meals. You got scalpers out here, people playing games. I, my McDonald's, uh, we went and I had to buy the Happy Meals because they won't let me buy the cards separate because somebody came in. They're like, we have people coming in just trying to buy boxes, like literally mm-hmm. the shipping boxes they come in. Uh, I saw on eBay a guy was selling a box for thirty four thousand dollars. People are nuts. Like, it's a fucking nightmare. I don't want to deal with any of this. I just want to see my I only I always get scared because you always talk about tell us about these stories. And as long as you don't become one of the guys in these stories, I guess no harm, no foul. But that is just my fear, is that it always seems like you have control over it. But I'm I'm scared for the day that control, you know. Mm-hmm. We're always teetering. It's always a possibility. Mm-hmm. It all depends on, you know, where I wake up the next day. Yeah. What side of the bed? 
But yeah, I'll share some updates, you know, as we get things. This is we're still in the infancy stage here. Okay. Okay. We're a squirtle trying to be a war turtle. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to. Level. I will say Pokemon cards take up less space in Amiibo, right? So mm-hmm. it's, if that's you know, if that's where we're putting our resources in, I think that also is like easier for you. Yeah, that's the thing. And and here's the thing. I've always liked Pokemon and cards. I haven't collected in years, but I think my brain is just wired. I need to have something to to chase, to collect. <laughs> and I would prefer it not to be to be something I enjoy that also doesn't take up any space in my apartment. Uh, so this is where we are. This is growing up, dude. This is that's what it I'm is. Giving you shit, but mm-hmm. you're right. This is a moment of growth. Mm-hmm. We're uh, we're adults now. We're adults now. We grew up. Byron Biden's America now, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Things are different. How many Charizards can you get with that $1,400? I mean, listen, you can pull some of these cards like it's crazy. The market you pull a fucking Gigantamax rainbow secret rare Pikachu. It's going for like 300 bucks. Jesus. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Uh, I've also, we, we watched the free Britney documentary last night. We were talking about it a little bit before the show. We paused, put it on hold to talk about it on the show. This stuff's wild. I knew about the free Britney movement across Instagram. You know, they were saying she was giving teases out, uh, you know, for context that Britney Spears, uh, that her father was like a, uh, kind of controlling her life. Uh, what's it called there's a legal thing right a, a conveyor ship something like that yeah and i'm just i'm blanking on exactly what it is yeah uh, where it's basically you are you have free will except you don't because someone else is in charge of all of your like finances and well-being and like, it's like a ward ship or something basically so, well not a wardship but it's something like that where conservative person is res- there it is do you have the definition in front of you uh yeah give me one second um so yeah, let me just tell you what what, I, what it says here on january 4th 2019 spears announced an indefinite work hiatus and the cancellation of her las vegas residency after her father jamie uh, suffered a near fatal colon rupture in March 2019. Andrew Wallet, never mind. This is not what we were looking for. This is deep in this it. This doesn't sound this right. This is deep. Um, let me just pull up the definition of a conservatorship. But so the, I mean, the thing with Britney Spears is like back when you know the late 90s or whatever, her father like claimed that she like didn't have like the mental capacity to like control her life. And so he got this that's, thing. That's what this is. Yeah. And the court, yeah, the court like gave him total control like over her life and her finances. Like, what is it? She like couldn't have a kid without like consulting him or something. She basically can't do anything because so a conservatorship is a legal concept in the United States. A guardian or a protector is appointed by a judge to manage the financial affairs and or daily life of another due to physical or mental limitations or old age. Uh, this and is it's like you know like kids with like special needs people with special needs like that's what this is like technically for or old people yeah they, it's or, yeah. it's kind of unheard of that someone like this uh would would be in this kind of situation 
it's so dark and spooky when you just think and sit about it because no matter what you know what you look into it there will always be the like maybe she is ill and this is a good thing you know like but you also have to remember that this is someone who made their child a star and I mean, it, th- there's there's a part of me that feels like you, child acting should be illegal. You know, like like all all of this shit. When you think about like kids in the entertainment industry, it's, it's so fucked up. It's so dark, and you sometimes hear like people like I guess a good version of it. You know, where like parents are just being supportive of what their kids wanted, and it wasn't like the parents pushing this product but also a kid is so small so young that like it is kind of on you as a parent to like own that entire situation it's just so fucked up i don't know yeah there's just no there's there's such such so little wiggle room for it to be a good situation you know and like one of the people i've heard talk about it who had a good situation apparently was daniel radcliffe said both of his parents were like very supportive and they were like actors and they, you know, but at the end of the day, it's still the whole thing is like how sure they were supportive, but it, it's gotta be such a weird relationship when you're, you're fucking, your life is now trying to make your kids successful. And there's the whole art aspect to fucking acting, but I don't know. It's such a touchy thing. Yeah. And I think, uh, it's funny, like watching that and thinking back, to when she was kind of having like her when you know the news was pushing that breakdown right the head shaving mm-hmm. the hitting the with the umbrella um you know i was in like fifth or sixth grade at the time and and, and i remember britney spears being like kind of a, the butt of a joke right uh yeah to kids which i i think you know not to give anyone a pass here i think that makes sense right kids are fucking stupid um mm-hmm. But it shows all of like the late night hosts, all of the news anchors who are still like working now, who I'm sure are like very vocal supporters of mental health right now. At the time, like no mention of mental health. It was like this fucking woman's losing her mind. How hysterical is this? Uh, Every late night host putting her at the end of a joke. Like it's just kind of crazy looking back. Like you like I was watching this documentary. They're showing these clips and it's like. Like you meant meant like the mentality of it. You feel like, oh, this is like 30, 40 years old. It's like, no, this is like 10 years ago uh, yeah. where they were being like incredibly sexist, like interviewing her at, at 20, like, oh, your breasts are getting bigger. Uh, are you having sex? Uh, then, you know, she she does one music video, like kind of, you know, with some sexual implications. You got Republican senators saying bad influence for kids i'd shoot her if i could uh jesus christ it's like and then she has this mental breakdown it's like let's make fun of her uh it's a it's a wild story and now like her father basically controls all aspects of her life um she's trying to get out of it it seems wait so i thought she did get out of it is this not true so it's kind of like up in the air right now the the court is finally starting to give her some small wins uh, he's kind of, I think the father is starting to like lose a bit of ground here. Um, once this blew up, like some of the lawyers resigned from his side, 
Uh, so it's like, I think, you know, they're making headwind here or headway here. Uh, one of the crazy things, and, and the someone put it in the documentary that was kind of wild, is that in a conservatorship situation, Britney's uh, estate and wealth pays not only her lawyers to defend herself, it pays her father as the conservatorship, it pays the conservatorship's lawyers, and there's all these people getting paid in this situation. And so the the argument is, does anyone have any sort of neutral opinion here? Because everyone is making money. It's kind of like a, we should all be on the same page here not to fucking mess this up because we're all getting paid. Yeah, like a like a wink wink. Yeah, like, this is a cash cow, and we're gonna milk it for all we got. Yep, it's kind of like both sides should be in on this together theoretically because they're getting paid. So it's like they have a Slack channel for yep, uh, like a, yeah. a separate. Yeah, that's fucked. You know, to to what you're saying, Andrew, like just on the more general of like, fuck, this wasn't that long ago. You know, I mean, not I've been a hot take, and it's just it's just so crazy when you think about how. How 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 not the how how new the idea of not being shitty to women pretty broadly is is new you know and like I was thinking about this in the context of Megan Fox recently as well someone who has since come out and said like basically you know, we publicly saw her have some of the same experiences that you just described with Britney um, and we all kind she kind of was the butt of a joke and just kind of a a weird sexualized object. And then, you know, she tried to talk about it at the time and got shut down. And now years later, she's talked about it again. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is what I was trying to say, guys. Yep. Like, I was literally just I was in a Michael Bay movie. Michael Bay was being shitty to me or, or you know, allegedly or whatever. I don't remember what her exact allegations were anyways. But mm-hmm. to the point of just like, you know, I was I, I was just kind of framed around these Transformer movies and you guys just ran with that as just like that must be the real person too. Yep. Uh, just because you know the real person is the same way like Michael Bay writes women, which is just like not characters. So it's it, it is very uh very just interesting to th- and it, and you know, it's just culture and politics and just like where all of this is going is is so it's so fucked up because I think it's all related to how we got to where we are now, right? This weird of you know, we thought we were so good. We were we were just fucking sucking each other's dicks so hard, so happy for like how good we were. Um, and then you just realize, like, you know, you look a decade back, and these the these humans are monsters. They're animals. Yeah, they're so uncivilized, and that's only ten years ago. And I'm sure ten years from now, we're gonna be looking at our shit now, and it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, animals? Yeah, they do an interesting thing about like comparing, you know, Britney Spears coming to fame at the same time as the Monica Lewinsky scandal. And Mm. you see it there, too, right? Like Monica Lewinsky is like painted as this fucking slut, this whore uh, and, and, you know, the butt of every joke. And they kind of show like, oh, well, they did the same thing to this girl. Uh, You know, her and Justin Timberlake break up. It's like, oh, poor Justin. Fuck that bitch uh let's fucking kill her in the media uh it, it, it's just wild it, it's definitely worth a watch like it's not the most you know profound documentary i really don't think it has much to like 
I actually, I, I do think it has something to say, and I think it, it does a good job of showing. Well, I think what you what we're talking yeah. about is like value enough, yep. you know, just to be able to reframe yeah. stuff like that in a cultural context that's like realistic, you know, because you look back at like the Michael Jordan documentary, and you know that gives you some shit, but at the end of the day, it's like these things are kind of hard to grasp unless you're you're far enough removed, you know, from from the situation, like. I, I don't know. I, I've I've just I've noticed a lot of things just like that, you know. Because in the in the Michael Jordan one, to be more specific, they talk about Dennis Rodman, who had very similar kind of situation for for different reasons with the media, mm-hmm. and he eventually became you know whatever he's doing in North Korea ambassador, shit, uh, which is its own, <laughs> which is its own thing that's amazing. But but I don't know. Just something like like when I was watching that, I had another same thing where it's just like this documentary isn't that good because it's produced by Michael fucking Jordan, but. Just to, just the little things it doesn't even know it's doing where it's just like, think about how fucking shitty we are to just people yeah. not that long ago. Like how close minded we were. Dennis Rodman was just like, I like to wear colors. And we bullied him so fucking much that this motherfucker is in North Korea now. Like, <laughs> is that maybe our fault? What if we were just nice to Dennis Rodman? What if we were just like, he starts dating Madonna and he's just like, I like colors now, guys. Maybe I'm a little queer. I don't know what's going on. And instead of bullying him and sending him to a fucking horrible country, we didn't do that. But you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. You know, like, 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 what if, you know, what if that's the reason? Yeah, I think that there's like so little uh, <laughs> self-reflection on like all parties accountable for for this shit that happens. And that, you know, I was saying before we got on the show talking about the paparazzi, like they interview these paparazzi or like the head of photography at people magazine or whatever the fuck it was and you know i i think that like the documentary doesn't push on these people but these people are defending themselves right like oh i need to make a living you know this is my job uh and we weren't doing anything bad we were just trying to show off the life and then like you know you see she's you know britney's like not able to see her kids she's having a rough day and here's these paparazzi following her back and forth to the gas station to the house to the convenience store and finally she breaks down and fucking beats the shit out of their car with an umbrella. And then it's like, you fucking lunatic. We didn't do anything. It's not illegal to fucking take pictures and harass the shit out of you. Uh, you know, and, and nobody looks at that. What kind of caused that? And it, mm. it, it's just it kind of put a, a spotlight on like how gross some of our cultural norms are, especially around celebrities. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's why I mean, and you think about, you know, our, our president being a celebrity. Yeah or ex-president celebrity and all that. And just like what's happening now that we're kind of actively seeing it happen, but we're so mind fucked that we just are like, well, I guess there's nothing we can do about it. Um, but with like just the news and how culpable they are for all of this shit. And you've been in a work situation where you're like, this is a weird thing to celebrate, but this is good for me. You know, you know that weird feeling and like, you know, they're in rooms when like something horrible is happening and they're like low key kind of fucking jacked about it, you know. Oh, yeah. And at, at a certain point, you have to own that. And if like to the paparazzi thing, you're like, sure, you can talk about it, do whatever mental gymnastics you got to do. But there is an objective, like everyone's got to make their paycheck, everyone's got a family feed. But there are objectively bad jobs, or, or not bad jobs. There are. I don't, really know, I don't even know. I don't even know. You know. Well, it just things that just like this is not a good thing. You make money doing a not good thing, 
And if you need to live in a world of ignorance and like d delusion to feel good about it, I will understand it. But you can't try to like, you can't be shocked when I am treating you like a bag of shit for not being self-aware. You know, like even if you're a little self-aware about it, like maybe you can have a conversation about it. But yeah. there is something to like, well, you're doing the bad thing for money. And at some point you got to like not fucking pick money. And I know that's always easier said than done and everything, but it's just one of those things where you do that. That is a bad thing. Like a paparazzi is like a weird fucking bad job. And it sucks that you have to do that if you do that. But also you are doing a bad, like a shitty thing. I mean, and just like, I feel like there's nothing wrong with at least owning up to it, right? Like, don't try and say, we know paparazzi are shitty. Everyone knows. Yeah, don't it. be altruistic. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, you're pulling, you're out here harassing the shit out of this person because you're going to make a million dollars on one photo. You're trying to get that shot. It's like, don't try and be like, we're just trying to give a fucking window into the glamorous lifestyle while you're trying to take yeah. fucking crotch shots uh, with a thousand other people as you, you know, make this girl cry as she tries to walk into her house. Like, mm -hmm. it, and I will also be the first person to, to give the same kind of argument on like famous people complaining about being famous mm -hmm. where it's just like, you also get paid so much that we have to look at this as an objective situation as well. Like, do you deserve this money on of like, weird moral level no like what does deserve even fucking mean so like mm. that's just the deal you make that much money and you are a fucking industry yep you know that other people will leech off of and make money from as well and that's just like it's shitty but it's an objective truth so like i don't know i i, I hear like the smart baseball players kind of talk about this in a thing in an interesting way where it's just like when you make that big fucking contract it is your fucking responsibility to sign every autograph you can because you get to fucking just play baseball and like make a, like you don't deserve that money. Like you are the best person at what you do, but it's still an ungodly amount of money. So you are in debt to like letting people annoy you. And, and like, I think one of them in an interview was talking about just like, he lives in, in Hollywood where they do like those tour buses yep. that mm -hmm. just like, this is Ellen DeGeneres's house. Uh, take pictures at it. And it's just like, you have to wave at them. Like, you're going to get mad when you're just trying to fucking chill, but you have to fucking wave at them because look at this fucking house. Like, yeah. that's just, you You got to be kind of pretty matter of fact about this kind of shit. And the moment you bring too much, like, altruism or, like, just weird, like, meaning to stuff, like, at the end of the day, things are just, it, I don't know. No, yeah. We've already talked about this too much. <laughs> yeah. When, uh, I'm saying is don't take pictures of my crotch. When uh, we went to, I think my parents came and visited me when I lived in LA. We went on one of those tours, and uh, the like our like little tour guide was like, he's like, and this is Justin Timberlake's house. And then we like looked, and he's like, Sandra Bullock, Sandra Bullock, I see you running. And then we all like waved at her and shit, and she was just like, she like gave us the little like you know fucking nod or whatever. You know, thinking back like now with like, I don't know. I guess it was like kind of shitty, but also I don't know. Nice. Well, I mean, yeah, that is, but like, you know, yeah, it's shitty. shitty. It's a shitty thing. Everything it's shitty, shitty that like society fucking fucked you into thinking that's important. You know, like it's just everything is shitty, I guess. At the end of the day, it's kind of what you got to settle on. So I just don't have any patience for anyone pretending it's not shitty. Yeah. Well, free Britney. The moral of the story is that yeah. she probably needs to be out of this, you know, conservatorship. So 
Yeah. And just, I don't know, man. Be nice to people, I guess. I feel like I, I try to say that at least once a show, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not the most... I, I can be so ineloquent sometimes. Mm-hmm. What I'm always trying to say is just be nice. Because if we all do that, everyone wins. It's kind of like the dream. For real. Uh, before we before we dip out, can I can I talk about a, a personal victory? Hell yeah, yeah. Boys, I got a fucking job. There it is. And uh, whew, it's a real it's a real thing. It's a it's a work from home. It's a like a graphic design position, and uh, feels fucking good that I don't have to like worry. I won't have to worry about like paying my mortgage and like all this shit anymore. And uh, hmm. I fucking it's about fucking time. Hell yeah. Feels good. I'm so happy for you. Fucking Thanks. get the bag. Yeah, get that bag. Get fucking chase Jeff mm. Bezos. Yeah. What are you going to do now, Jeff? You're not the CEO of Amazon anymore? Yeah. What are you going to live off of? Shit. He'll be in the streets. Yeah. I saw I don't know. You can find this shit. Sh- Damn. Sorry. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. No, it's all right. No, go ahead. You're the loudest, Andrew. So your thing must be. More it's important. not more important. Uh, no, 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 I saw no. a clip of Jeff Bezos the other day where he did an interview and he said uh, it was like his work schedule. And he basically said how he like gets up early and doesn't like to do meetings early uh, because he likes to have breakfast with his kids. And he was like, you know, I only I believe you should only do meetings between, you know, 10 and 12 because after lunch you don't want to do any big meetings and it was just i don't know it made me so irrationally mad just knowing that he was like saying all this but he's like my employees can't go to the bathroom that's all i wanted to bring up jesus yeah it was wild everything is awful all anything you spend money on benefits bad people america is awful you can find the show at Aquapods on twitter you can go to awkwardpausepod.com slash merch for that sweet 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 merch you can go to at Elmer is not man on Twitter to find me on Twitter. And you can find Sam at uh, Etsy.com backslash shop backslash SAMU Wood Goods. If you don't want to wait for it to be the winner of the thing, maybe there'll be some new uh, coffee scoops and utensils and things on the site soon ish. Andrew Street. You can follow me at Street Super. If I pull a VMAX ultra rare rainbow charizard i'm never coming back don't forget us when you're <laughs> yeah. at the top dude when i'm jeff bezos Please remember us clubs you can uh you can help robbie out you can steal his height <laughs> stay golden <laughs>